0: Welcome to The Upward Way, the podcast that assists the navigation of life with biblical insights from a Christian counselor. I'm your host, Steve Harness. Life is a journey, and we can find God's best for our lives each podcast we take a question from our listening audience and answer two basic questions what does the bible say about this and what does this mean for me together let's discover the upward way Hello and welcome to today's edition of The Upward Way. You may have noticed in the last edition, I had several coughs and hesitations in my voice. It is that time of year when I get the annual ongoing cough. We are an allergy family. We are an allergy family. (laughs) So please bear with us when you notice that. That's the reason. It's a chronic, non-contagious cough is what I'd like to share with people, especially if I'm Uh, right there uh, physically in their (laughs) presence. So uh, thank you for listening to our program today in spite of these uh, ongoing seasonal uh, physical allergies. And
1: please pray that his cough goes away so that the next many episodes don't have the same issue because we know it's hard to listen to. It's hard to (laughs) listen to. Thank you for bearing with us.
0: Right. I just answered a phone call a moment ago and just coughed through the whole thing and It, it does impact okay. everyday life especially for public speakers so uh, thank you for praying for that so uh, here we are our next uh, episode episode eight what's the question Natalie all
1: right the question is my grown adult kids don't want anything to do with God what can I do
0: all right common problem common issue <coughs> pardon me even the even the best of parents may have uh, two or three kids that love Jesus maybe have one or two that don't and so it's not all dependent upon what you do though what parents do does highly impact the choices of a child especially if there's hypocrisy or pride those are two of the biggest deterrents to to children following God I think humility is the greatest thing a parent could have so I won't digress into that so much but what about Presently if you have adult kids that do not want anything to do with God my heart goes out to you as a parent and uh, We feel your pain with uh, with saying that you know even just admitting that and recognizing a lot of parents will make up excuses or reasons why their kids are never at church or uh, don't love the Lord or have nothing to do with the Christian life and uh, being the, the Christian That God wants for them to be You don't have to to feel bad about that Or make up excuses for them As to why they're not But just go with where you're at And move forward here I think about Proverbs 22, 6 And Natalie, she had this verse In her mind as well When we uh, found this, <coughs> this question Train up a child In the way he should go And when he is old He will not depart from it Perhaps you've heard this preached or taught in different ways. You know, if you train, it means to guide, like an arrow is guided to its target. You point and shoot, if you would. Train up a child in a way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You, you want to hit your target as you're parenting, but the story's not fully told. Even with the what what seems to be a successful family, their kids appear to be loving the Lord, they're their end-of-life chapters haven't been written yet so you want to see your child grow up to be a responsible young adult who loves Jesus who guides his or her family in loving the Lord but it doesn't always happen that way did I miss the mark maybe you didn't maybe they had rebellious hearts the the phrase (coughs) when he is old he will not depart from it has to do with I gave them the truth when they were a child I gave them the scriptures (coughs) I gave them Bible priorities and they cannot escape. They cannot depart from it. When he is old, he will not depart from it. He may not be presently living it, but the conviction, the challenge, the verses you taught, the the Bible concepts you gave, the principles that you instilled in him or her, they can't escape that. So the idea of a guilty conscience, you don't even have to say anything sometimes. And, they'll replay in their mind and maybe like the prodigal son will find himself in a hog pen sometime and will find himself what did he find he found what he was taught when he was young and this is how I should be this is what my priorities should be instead of running after the vain empty things that the world offers to him so Ephesians 6 1 and 2 and 3 says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with promise here's the promise that it may be well with thee that thou mayest live long on the earth children obey your parents so as children are in the home we expect them to obey and parents if your children do not obey you then you're not fulfilling that that command even though it's for the children to obey it's the parents who inspect what they expect in the family this is when they're little this is when they're little Mm -hmm. and you're training them you're you're training them about god you're training them responsibility how to respond to authority if they can't obey you and they see you how can they obey a god who they do not see like in a physical form so the next part of that verse says honor thy father and mother so an honor that, that has to do it's different than than obedience But showing that respect, that's something that can be anticipated for the rest of that child's life. So everyone listening right now, you are a son or daughter of somebody. You may no longer be living in your parents' home where you would obey them like the house rules. But you should always show them honor. And I think you should expect that even as a parent and a grandparent as your kids grow up and leave the home. So this comes to this this point which is modify your expectations. Once out of the home, they will no longer be obedient to you. They no longer have that biblical obligation, but they should always show honor to you. Again, you can't force them to show you honor and respect. You should be respectable, and it's their decision to show you honor. If they're living in your home, let's say they're an adult child living in your home, you should still have house rules and expectations. You know, Come into the house at this time of Of night or come in before a certain time or this is something we do or do not do or watch or say in our home you can have those types of things but as your children grow uh, older your role shifts from that of authority to advisor especially when they call upon you you're giving advice no longer are you dictating or commanding or guiding them in your home because they're out of the home but you can have a, a role shift to be more of an advisor and so modify your expectations as a parent you want your children to succeed in their marriage in their family in their work you want to see them go through life and be a person who loves the lord and sometimes they will not do that like you would have uh anticipated or have been even hoping for in their life. I encourage you to focus on the heart more than on behavior. So let's say your adult child doesn't love Jesus, isn't actively serving God. They come to you in a pinch. There's a difficult thing that's happened in their life. Focus more on the heart more than on their behavior. And for parents with kids at home, focus more on the heart than on their behavior. A lot of times we'll create little robots. And Natalie, we've seen where we have great expectations for the uh, child to perform a certain way, but their heart's not in it. Proverbs 23, 26, my son, give me thine heart. And it's very interesting. The next part of that verse says, let thine eyes observe my ways. So give me your heart. Watch what I do. That makes a big impact on the life of a child and even an adult child who's no longer in your home. And so focus on the heart more than behavior. Another idea: pray for God to get their heart. For the child to yield his or her heart, his or her heart to God. So the behavior follows the heart. Well, they're not loving the Lord like they should. They don't come to church. They don't read the Bible. They're fighting in their their marriage or family. They lost their job again. I mean, all these different things that go along with a heart that's rebellious towards God. I mean, a lot of times us as humans create more conflict than, than is necessary in life. And it's because of that rebellious heart and bad decisions and poor thought processes. And so pray for God to get a hold of their heart. I've heard of parents praying this way, Lord, do whatever it takes to change his or her heart, to get his or her heart to come back to you. And be encouraged with the example of the prodigal son. After after a long time of, of waste and of wrong and of sin, he came back. Always be ready to accept your child back. They've been running away from God. Be ready to Uh, Have that door open. Your door should always be open for them to come back and say, Mom and Dad, I did wrong. Uh, I made some bad choices. I I, I went against the will of God. I rebelled against the, the Word of God. And would you forgive me? Make sure your door is always open. They need to know that. And finally, trust God. Trust the Lord. You've had your chance to give them training in their formative years. And now it's time to commit the child fully to God. Let God direct them. Let God get a hold of their hearts. If they rebel, he will be the one correcting them. Your roles change. you no longer chastising. You don't have to point out all the wrong. When they ask for advice, be there to give advice. And always be ready with open arms. Have your door wide open so that they can come back and uh, be encouraged and find good Bible counsel from you. So (coughs) if they are rebelling, let God correct them. And when that correction comes, don't you don't have to feel like, I have to rescue them. I have to bail them out. You know, I need to uh, get them out of this situation or, or give them something so that they can can overcome this. If their heart's rebellious, that's just like a Band-Aid. Let the consequences or the blessings of their choices be the path that God uses for their life and their heart change.
1: So if I can jump back to that Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-six that you talked about, the let thine eyes observe my ways at the end of that verse there. Um, I think a good question to ask as an adult parent is to say, am I living like Jesus? Am I living humbly? Am I loving unconditionally? I know just from watching uh, other parents go through things like this, one of the big things that seem to make a difference is when a parent just humbly goes to their adult child and even apologizes for things they did wrong. Um, not over and over, not not bringing it up all the time, but at least once to bring up. Look, I did some things wrong as a parent. I'm sorry that I did this, and just being humble about it, and that seems to go a long way in that in the heart of that adult child.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a great point. So the humility of a parent to recognize maybe particular instances where I failed. You know, when you were 16. I said this, we were right in the middle of this, and and I did something that was wrong, and I had a bad spirit or attitude, and asking forgiveness really makes a big impact. So let's say your son or daughter that's not walking with God has a bitter heart. Maybe there's something that they're upset with that is in your life or in the life of their childhood, and they're taking that out on God in their relationship with the Lord. They think, you know, I'll get back at God or this Christianity is not for me. If we would be more like Jesus as, as individuals and as parents to have that heart of humility, that to me is the greatest parenting attribute at any life stage in any uh, years of your relationship is that you'd be humble as, as they're young as their teenagers and then as they grow up and go on to not look at them as uh, I'm holier than you are where I'm better than you or you're just always messing up all of that comes from a spirit of um, of superiority really of arrogance and so what you pointed out let thine eyes observe my ways just just lead by example and let them see that humbleness of of your heart and life and God could use that to change their heart.
1: It also reminds me of the verse um, that you're the salt of the earth, and if we're living like Jesus, it will actually make them. Um, it'll make them want what we have. It'll make them thirsty for what we have.
0: Yes, salt is a thirst creator. And eat some potato chips or French fries, and you get thirsty because of all the salt. And we're to be salt. And that, of course, has to do with uh, the righteousness and not being corrupt, but salt also creates a thirst. And if, <coughs> if your ways that are observable are godly and righteous and not condemning, but being there to give assurance and hope for change, then that will create a thirst in them to have something that they currently have not found out in the pig pen of the world, if you would. Mm-hmm to go back to that other uh, other story. Okay. So I offer you hope. Keep praying and live a good example before them. Always be ready to offer Bible advice when they come back to you and accept that role change. It's hard to accept sometimes, but God can give you the grace needed to be the parent in their life that they need you to be.
1: The prodigal son's father had open arms when his son came back, so show love and have those arms open for when they're ready to return.
0: That's right. Love it. Great example. Thanks for listening today. If today's episode has been a help to you, please give us a five-star rating and post a positive review about the program. We would love to answer your questions too. Just go to wiltonbapistchurch.com radio. That's wiltonbaptistchurch.com slash radio to submit your question. Thanks for listening today. Let's choose the upward way.